Last minute escapes. In the sun? What is the best airline? Or the worst airline? What happens if my flight is delayed? Or cancelled? Would I be put on a new flight? Or would I be refunded? What if it takes me days to get home? Hmm. Benefits of a UK staycation. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. There's a lot to be said for the package holiday. Once you're on the plane, you can pretty much sit back and relax, knowing that the rest is now taken care of. At least, that's how it should be. Package holidays are a competitive market, so most people spend hours, even days, trawling the different options on the internet and checking review sites, especially when it comes to choosing accommodation. So what if I told you that once you click confirm booking and part with your money, sometimes things aren't actually confirmed at all? which we've had holidaymakers getting in touch with us, saying that their accommodation has been switched at the very last minute and isn't what they bargained for at all. So in this episode, we're going to explain why this sometimes happens and what to do if it happens to you. I'm Grace Farrell, and this week's Witch Investigates asks, will you fall victim to package holiday roulette? Investigates is brought to you by the UK's Consumer Champion. We work to make life simpler, fairer and safer for everyone. We've got new episodes out every fortnight where we take a deep dive into the consumer issues that matter. If you've got something you'd like us to investigate, give us a shout on social at Witch UK or send us an email at podcasts at witch.co.uk. Coming up, I speak to a witch journalist who found that her own holiday plans changed through no fault of her own, which prompted her to launch this investigation. In between rearranging the holiday and us departing this year, we had several emails about flight time changes and our accommodation was changed as well. It was a hotel that was the same star rating, but to us it just didn't look as good. We just weren't very happy. And... From then on, I sort of went online out of my own curiosity to find out how often this is happening. We hear from other people who had a holiday to remember for all the wrong reasons. When we told the hotel manager, he was laughing at our original booking and where we ended up. He said there is no comparison at all. The hotel over there is just unique and what they gave you in return is absolutely not acceptable. And I'll be finding out what your options are if this ever happens to you. It's not always immediately clear because obviously the law is not set up to cover every individual situation. If that happens before they leave, before they depart to go on the holiday, so a month before, a week before, a day before, they get an email from the holiday company saying you've had to change your hotel. The starting position is to ask how different it is to the one they actually booked. It's always ironic when a holiday ends up being more stressful than everyday life, especially a package holiday, which is surely the least stressful type of holiday that it's possible to go on. 
when we ask customers who do put packages, why do you do it? The number one response that we get back from them is because it's convenient. They like everything being done for them. This is Sean Tipton. He's a spokesperson for the Association of British Travel Agents, otherwise known as ABTA. And if you're a dedicated fan of which investigates, he may be familiar from previous episodes. So, according to a Statista survey, in 2022, approximately 12% of Brits said they booked a package holiday over the last year. So that's around 8 million people. The other thing about it is that it also provides a massive extra level of protection, that if the company goes out of business, which is not likely, but it can and does happen, not so long ago, Thomas Cook, the second biggest tour operator in the world, went out of business, then you'll, at the very least, get your money back. And if you're on holiday, you'll be brought home free of charge, either by the CAA, if it's an atoll protected holiday, or by ABTA, if it's not atoll protected. So it just gives you massive peace of mind. It really does. These protections are pretty key when things go wrong, which we'll discuss in more detail later. But first, let's be clear on what we mean by a package holiday. Legally, a package is just defined as some kind of travel arrangement, usually a flight if you're going overseas, but it doesn't matter. It could be a coach. It could be a cruise trip. That's a floating package. Plus another element, which is nearly always classically accommodation. But this hasn't always been the case. So here's a little history lesson delivered by our producer, Rob. go back to what arguably could be defined as the first package holiday, we have to go back to 1841. Thomas Cook, a name that I'm sure you'll all recognise, arranges his first tour. It's a bespoke train trip between Leicester and Loughborough. I've looked it up, that's a whopping 24-mile round trip. 14 years later, and he heads overseas. In 1855, he takes two groups of paying customers abroad, exploring Belgium, Germany and France. And then, in the 1870s, he goes even further afield, heading off on a whopping 222-day tour to Egypt via the USA, Japan, China, Singapore and India. The journey covers more than 25,000 miles and costs 200 guineas, or approximately £210. After the Second World War, Thomas Cook, the company set up by the man of the same name, becomes state-owned as part of British Railways. And the following year, competitor Horizon Holidays launches, with trips including flights to the French island of Corsica. And by the 1950s, over a million Brits are travelling abroad. In the decades that followed, the industry continued to grow. While it wasn't until 1990 that the EU Package Travel Directive was introduced, offering protection to travellers on packages in the case of a tour operator or airline failing. Fast forward to today, and the industry is worth a huge £230 billion across the globe. Well, if you ever get a pub quiz question about package holidays, you can thank Rob and Sarah Baxter at The Guardian, whose piece was used for that report. So it's fair to say that package holidays are as popular as ever, especially in the wake of the pandemic. And they work in quite a specific way when it comes to who's responsible for what. Your contract, when you book a package, is not with the airline, it's not with the hotel, it's with the tour operator. So if you make your own arrangements and you turn up in a Spanish hotel and it's terrible, not very likely, I think they're generally very good, but anyway, but if it is terrible, well, you've just got to sort it out with the hotel. If it's a package, no, it's the tour operator you can take it up with. So they will have to make sure, A, the hotel is what they said it was going to be. If it's not, they will have to move you 
at their own expense to another accommodation that you're happy with. And if none of that's possible, you could actually say, if it's really bad, I just want to come home. I wouldn't recommend you doing that off your own back. You need to make sure they can try and sort it out first. But all of that responsibility lies with the tour operator. Right. But what if the tour operator won't play ball? I want to introduce you to one of my colleagues. I'm Laura Sanders and I'm a senior researcher and writer on The Witch Travel magazine. Laura is the journalist behind today's episode. I asked her what prompted her investigation. It all started from my own experience. So a couple of years back, as we was coming out of the pandemic, my family and I had really missed skiing. So we booked a skiing holiday with Crystal Ski. We liked the idea of it all being a package holiday and being all secure, etc. So we booked that in August 2021 to then go out in January 2022. But where we were going at the time, Austria had introduce some more travel restrictions. So we decided to postpone it by a year because otherwise you just wouldn't have had any fun. In between rearranging the holiday and us departing this year, we had several emails about flight time changes and our accommodation was changed as well. It was a hotel that was the same star rating, but to us it just didn't look as good. It didn't have its own swimming pool. There was one down the road that you'd have to walk to and we just weren't very happy. And From then on, I sort of went online out of my own curiosity to find out how often this is happening. And I found a Facebook group for this company actually called Crystal Ski Changed My Holiday Accommodation Last Minute. So it's happening to a lot of people. As we've already heard from Sean at APTA, if a tour operator has to change your pre-booked accommodation for whatever reason, you do have rights. They will have to make sure the hotel is what they said it was going to be. If it's not, they will have to move you at their own expense, to another accommodation that you're happy with. But this wasn't the case in Laura's situation, or the other people who we're about to hear from. I'd like to hear more about the people that you spoke to for this. What were some of the worst examples you heard? Once I put a post out on Facebook asking for people's stories, I was just flooded with complaints. I think probably one of the worst ones was a couple who'd booked their honeymoon, they're going to Turkey. I mean, your honeymoon's meant to be just really romantic and relaxing, isn't it? So there's not really a worse holiday that could go wrong. We'll hear what happened to this couple in just a moment. Hello, I'm Lucia, the host of the Witch Money podcast. Each week we're here with the very best advice to help you through the cost of living crisis and make your money go further. With new episodes out every Friday, we cover everything from energy bills to pensions and property to help you get the best deals and ensure you're not getting ripped off. Just search Witch Money wherever you get your podcasts. This week on Witch Investigates, we're looking at what happens when package holidays go wrong, when a tour operator changes your accommodation at the last minute. Before the break, we heard about a couple that this happened to. Galina and her husband Shane have been looking forward to their honeymoon in Turkey that they booked through Love Holidays. This is their story. It's been voiced by one of my colleagues here at Witch. Just two weeks before we had to go on vacation, we got an email to say that the hotel had been changed. I sent them a letter of complaint to say we were very disappointed that the hotel had been altered. It didn't look like what we were expecting or what we'd paid for. 
It was just conversations over the phone all day long. And again, they told us, okay, you can search for a hotel yourself. You have this money allowance. And if you want to go over it, you'll have to pay the difference. But how can you book a hotel at the very last minute in the height of the popular season? Can you imagine the prices? So we asked them, is there any other option that you can find for us? And they said no. And they told us to do the research ourselves. Without me knowing, my husband had said to them, "Okay, well, can you at least give us the ocean view in this hotel that you're sending us to? And they said that they'd try, but they couldn't promise anything. So they boarded their flight to Turkey, uneasy, but hoping for the best. You cannot imagine the hotel. I've been working on cruise ships for 15 years, travelling around the world, sleeping in Hilton and Marriott's. I know what five-star hotel is supposed to look like and a four-star. I know very well. This was just a building with a swimming pool with cats all over the bar. And it gets worse. We slept in different beds on the first night because we were so exhausted from the travelling and we needed to recover. When I got up in the morning, there was a dirty sock in my bed. Not quite the honeymoon experience they'd been looking forward to. Even the hotel manager struggled to put a positive spin on it. When we told the hotel manager, he was laughing at our original booking and where we ended up. He said there is no comparison at all. The hotel over there is just unique and what they gave you in return is absolutely not acceptable. In the end, Galena and Shane decided to bail and book a different hotel, which obviously wasn't cheap. We were so looking forward to this trip after the wedding, after all the stress and things like that. We just wanted to run away and have the best time of our life but we spent so much money on phone calls. Turkey is not in the European Union. We came back and we paid a 50 euro phone bill. And in the end, there was no solution. We also paid another 900 euros to move to a different hotel at our own expense, thinking that somehow the original hotel would help us. When they got back home to Ireland, they complained to Love Holidays, saying they weren't satisfied with the alternative hotel arrangements that had been put in place. They already apologised for the inconvenience and things like that. But, you know, that's not enough at the end of the day. And I know I'm not going to get a penny back from them. I just want to expose what happened so that people can be aware of what they're dealing with. Galena's story isn't that unusual. I can think of at least two of my own family members who've booked package holidays and found themselves in a different hotel to what they bargained for. Luckily, though, it wasn't for their honeymoons. So why do these last-minute changes to package holiday hotels happen? So there are lots of reasons that your accommodation could get changed, lots of valid reasons. So, for example, the hotel could close down, which is unfortunately what happens to Shane and Galena. The hotel could be going into building works at the time of your stay. So in that case, the company's obliged to tell you that that's going to happen and give you another option. Even worse, there could be a natural disaster or COVID. There are all sorts of reasons why your accommodation could get swapped. But the package travel companies do have to follow rules in that case. But there's also another reason that people are sometimes let down like this. Overbooking. So this is when a hotel accepts more bookings than they actually have room for, on the basis that a proportion of people are likely to cancel. Here's Sean Tipton from ABTA again. So there's only one real reason why this happens. It's due to the hotel or other form of accommodation provider. Let's put it this way. You've got a hotel with 100 rooms. You'll want to make sure those rooms are full. So the way that some companies will operate is they'll sell, let's say, 105 rooms, which is fine if 
some people drop out, which they rely on that happening. But if they don't, they've suddenly got 105 rooms when they've only got 100 available. So then if they're dealing with package tour operators, they'll say to a particular tour operator or tour operator, really sorry, we're overbooked. We can't accept your customers. Well, that's just great, isn't it? I mean, from a business perspective, of course, I understand them wanting to ensure the hotel is full. But if you're one of the unlucky ones that's bumped off the list, that's pretty frustrating. So I was really surprised by this and I wanted to find out what the rules were around this because surely once you've made a decision on a hotel and you've pressed book and you've paid, you should expect to actually get that room. So I asked ABTA because in their code of conduct for their members, they strictly advise against overbooking and accommodation changes unless it's absolutely necessary. I asked ABTA, you know, how common it is for hotels to be overbooked And although they said it's not very common, they said a lot of hotels do purposely overbook their rooms on the premise that a percentage of people will cancel. So that means that once you've paid, you are still essentially competing for the room that you've paid for, which just doesn't seem right to me. It seems mad, but that's what happens. It's one of the parts of our code of conduct saying that if an overbooking occurs, the tour operator must try and resolve it by getting alternative accommodation of a similar, if not lesser standard, that the customer is happy to accept. Also, if necessary, pay them compensation. But if it doesn't work out, if for whatever reason they haven't been able to get accommodation that a customer is happy to accept, or alternatively, it's just of a lower standard, then if you're abroad, you're probably going to just grin and bear it and accept it. But you can do that under, you say, look, I'm going to do this, but I'm not happy with it, and I'm not waiving my right to compensation. So on this basis, Shane and Galena could have tried to claim compensation from Love Holidays for loss of value, given that they were in effect downgraded from a five-star to a four-star hotel, as well as for loss of enjoyment and out-of-pocket expenses for the additional money they spent on phone calls trying to sort the situation out. Here's what happened in the end. When Witch stepped in, they refunded the couple for that hotel that they checked out of and offered them £100 as well as a goodwill gesture. So a really good result for them in the end. When we contacted Love Holidays, they told us that, quote, we are investigating the relocation error with our accommodation supplier to ensure it does not happen again. So a win then for Shane and Galena, but it doesn't change the fact that their once-in-a-lifetime honeymoon was such a letdown. During my conversation with Sean, he was keen to explain who was at fault here. There seems to be a misconception. It's tour operators doing it. Well, why would they? There's no benefit to them for overbooking at all, quite the reverse, because if it does happen, and if you've booked a package holiday for a tour operation and you've been overbooked by the hotel they use, that's the tour operator's problem. They've got to find you another room that you're happy to accept. And that room might well be rather expensive, but they can't ask you for more money. And if they're not successful, they will have to give you your money back in full for the whole package, including the transport. So all of this, you see my point here, is it costs tour operators money when overbookings occur. It also annoys customers. So why would they do it? The answer is they don't. But according to package travel regulations, it is on the tour operator to fix the mess, regardless of who caused the problem. So what should you do if you find yourself in this kind of situation next time you go away? This is Alex Della Rust from our own legal team here at Witch. It's not always immediately clear because obviously the law is not set up to cover every individual situation. 
if that happens before they leave, before they depart to go on the holiday, so a month before, a week before, a day before, they get an email from the holiday company saying you've had to change your hotel. The starting position is to ask how different it is to the one they actually booked. So let's say this new hotel isn't what you were expecting, but it's not really worse. When it's a insignificant change, and that usually means it's sort of a like-for-like change of hotel. So if it's the same star rating and it's in a very similar place, very similar facilities and things, that probably will be seen as an insignificant change. So if that's the case, the consumer in that situation isn't really entitled to much at all. But let's say you're downgraded like Galena and Shane were. If it is a significant change, so say, for example, you booked a five-star hotel and then the alternative they're offering you is a four-star hotel, or, for example, if you booked the hotel in a certain part of the country you were going to and they'd moved you to a, a hotel in a completely different location, there would be a good argument that that would be seen as a significant change. And with a significant change to the holiday, the starting point is that the holiday company have to offer you the alternative, which you can accept if you're happy with it. But equally, you have to be given the option of rejecting the substitute hotel and just cancelling the holiday without having to pay a termination fee. So you would get all your money back. Alex confirmed it is the tour operator's responsibility to get things sorted if you're unsatisfied with the alternative accommodation that's being offered. You're always going to want to go back to the company that you booked the holiday through rather than contacting the hotel, for example. So if you've booked it through an online travel agent, you're going to want to contact them and have those discussions with them because they are legally responsible for what happens. But if you can't reach an agreement with your tour operator, that's where ABTA comes in. We say try and resolve it at least twice with our member. But you get a small percentage of problems, which, I mean, to be fair, most of these get sorted out either in resort or to the customer satisfaction when they get back. But not all of them do. So there's a small percentage where they basically hit a wall. They're still not happy. Well, then they can involve us. Basically, we will then intervene with the member and say, look, try and sort it out by us intervening. And at the very last, and there's a very small percentage, it's a very, very small percentage in terms of the holidays our members sell, where even that hasn't been resolved to the customer satisfaction. Then we have an arbitration scheme, which we set up many years ago. We have it run independently of APTA just to avoid any accusations of bias. Not that we are, but, you know, it's always a possibility people would think that. So it's run independently and it's a lot faster and apart from very small value claims, a lot cheaper than going to the small claims court. If you do experience problems during a package holiday, it's important to keep a detailed record of what the problems are and how they're affecting your experience, as this will help your case. The key thing, as I mentioned before, is obviously to flag it with the holiday company and give them the chance to try and put things right. But if they can't put things right, or even if they do put things right, but it takes a few days, again, you may be able to claim compensation for the period during which the hotel or the holiday in general wasn't what you had booked. This is just an example, and I would suggest that it would be open to interpretation and a court wouldn't necessarily agree. But if you went on a holiday and it was a, a four-story hotel and you got there and the lifts weren't working and you had lots of heavy luggage and, and maybe you struggled using the stairs for some reason and you had to use the stairs, obviously, for the first week of the holiday because the lifts weren't working, that would be the sort of thing where you may be able to claim compensation for that sort of issue 
But again, it would really depend on the circumstances and, and you being able to prove how big a problem it was for you and, and things like that. Often it's just down to the courts and whether they agree with you or not. Recently, which found that the price of package holidays has gone up 19% year on year. So there's now more at stake when things aren't up to scratch. But if you book a package holiday, how likely is it that your accommodation will be swapped? This is Sean's view. I go abroad a lot. I've never been overbooked. My family and friends go abroad. None of them have ever been overbooked. It doesn't happen very often because it's not exactly a great message to send out to your customer. Oh, sorry, your hotel's overbooked. You can't stay there. So it's something that companies want to avoid. And only limited numbers of accommodation providers will do it. It's not good practice, really, bluntly. So the chance of having to you is pretty small, really. And if you booked a package, then it once more bounces back onto the tour operator. It's their job to sort it out. And so the very worst case scenario is that you booked a package, you've been overbooked, they haven't sorted out to your satisfaction. Well, you're clearly due compensation at that point. So hopefully the chances of something like this happening to you are pretty small. But it's important to know what your rights are and for hotels, tour operators and all parties involved to try and get it right the first time so that no one ends up playing package holiday roulette. Thanks for listening to this episode of Witch Investigates. If you're listening on holiday, I'd love to know whether you've experienced any of the situations we've been discussing. Drop us a line on social at Witch UK. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. If you've enjoyed this, it would really mean a lot to us if you could leave us a rating and a review so that we can reach more people. If you're after more travel advice and inspiration, we've got a free monthly newsletter compiled by our brilliant travel team here at Witch. You can sign up for it at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. And we've also got other podcasts that you can listen to, including the hugely successful Witch Money Pod, Check it out wherever you're listening. Today's episode was presented by me, Grace Worrell, written and produced by Rob Lilly. Editing and original music is by Eric Breer, and our executive producer is Angus Farker. A special thanks this week to Laura Sanders and everyone else on the travel team here at Witch. We'll see you again in two weeks for our next investigation. <laughs>